Sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. So right, it can't be wrong. Hello everyone, it's Dan, and welcome to Rockin' All Week with You, Happy Days Podcast. We are in season six, very deep into season six. I believe this is episode eight. I, I kind of lost track, but um, we are in. We are actually now in 1979, January of 1979, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing smoking ain't cool. And Ralph versus Potsy, Smoking Ain't Cool, both of them directed by Jerry Paris, both of them written by Michael Lohman. Uh, January 16, 1979 was the air date of Smoking Ain't Cool. January 23, 1979 was the air date of Ralph versus Potsy. And Smoking Ain't Cool, uh, basically, Joni is going to, has joined a, a group of gals called the Magnets. They smoke. Joni starts smoking. She likes it. Richie tries to get her to stop. Doesn't work. Mr. and Mrs. C tried to get her to stop. It doesn't work. And so they send in the Fonz. Yeah. Let me play a little something. I'll be on the other side to talk about Smoking Ain't Cool. I'd just like to start off by saying, let's welcome the character of Jim to the cast. I don't know if Jim will appear again, but he's played by Mr. Michael J. Dudikoff, the second. Oh, yeah. Cobra. Nice. And Mr. American Ninja. It's good to see him. And it's it's nice he kind of has that, that slightly high voice that he has. He's got it here. It suits him when he's meant to be a um, kind of a, a, a teen, I guess, meant to be like a senior in high school or something. Uh, maybe not so much when he's on the river of death, but he, he is in here. He is the um, he is kind of the reason why Joni... Um, really gets to smoking and then kind of one of the reason why he she sort of stopped smoking but that it's really not that important you you can see you can see what the episode is about from the title smoking ain't cool so that means the Fonz is saying smoking ain't cool that's funny because i would have thought you know the the previous episode the christmas episode was set at christmas 1960 this is i mean this looks like it's set in um it's set during the school year obviously um and uh i mean I'm guessing it's set in what, like the spring of 1961 or something like that. I, I can't really say. I mean, it's it. We we can't go back to the spring of um, 1960 because that would make um, Rich a, a a freshman again, and he very clearly states he's a sophomore, which is what 60 to 61. So this is um, autumn. Or, or I mean, but the way, but the way Joni has just Joni has just joined that group of gals, and they're talking about doing stuff at school, makes me think it, it can't be like in the spring, and school's about to end soon. It must be near the beginning, maybe. I mean, maybe we've gone back in time from the Christmas episode. I don't know. It, um, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. I don't. As always, I think at this point they don't really care anymore, and the fact that um. <sighs> This episode is very much a proto, very special episode, um, which was very much a 70s into the very much 80s kind of sitcom thing. Is um, I think, I don't know, the the fact that it's supposed to be set in 96 or 1961 just kind of goes out the window here. But, uh, so yeah, so this is definitely an episode about the Fonz teaching Joni, you know, a lesson that, that smoking ain't cool. 
and uh, Joni takes the smoking very quickly. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, Michael Dudikoff comes up to her and says, "You look grown up. It must be the. It must be your because you're smoking." And then later, I guess it wasn't because you're smoking when she says she's not smoking anymore. I don't know. Maybe he's not the best, the best hunk to use. I don't know. But but again, I was going to say at the beginning. And I will say this, once I just talk about my basic thoughts about this proto, very special episode, there really isn't a lot to say about it. I, I don't find it a particularly amusing episode. There, there's a B-plot about Richie uh, Potsy and um, Ralph selling chinchillas, which goes absolutely nowhere. And then um, the rest of it's just, um, eh. And I, it's it's funny, I, I don't know why Joni is hanging out with those girls. They, they don't seem like the kind... Actually, no, when we see Jenny Piccolo, actually, you, you can kind of see, you think, why does Joni hang out with any of the friends that she hangs out with? The, these, This is what she's got. This is the choice of gals that she has to hang out with. And, and uh, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish my sentence that I've tried to start twice already. Didn't everyone smoke in 1960, 1961? Now, I know Joni's meant to be, what, like a junior, and she says she's 16, and, and Richie is... Well, that's not right. Richie, Richie is like 19, I guess. He's a sophomore in college. So just so Joni is 16, going on 17 kind of thing. So she, I guess, shouldn't be smoking. Although, you know, everyone I knew in high school, I think all my friends were kind of, not all of them, but most of them were smoking when they were 16 and, and you know, like a juniors in high school. It, it, it's, it's funny. I just I just sort of thought everyone at this time smoked. And, um, uh, and, and, you know, if, if Richie wants to smoke, well, they're not going to be able to stop him because he's 19 or 20. But Joni, I guess, she's not 18 yet, so they are going to try to stop her. But um, it's funny because when you see the gals sit down and start smoking, it's like, oh, that's something we never see. People in here smoking. Are you allowed to smoke in there? Yeah, I guess this being the early 60s, you guess you're allowed to smoke in there. But no one ever does. And the fact that they do smoke seems really out of place and really weird. And the fact that there are no, that I can see there are no... Um, ashtrays or anything i'm not um it 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 just seems like it seems half-assed is what it seems it's it to, to me what the episode seems like is you know they had that episode where um richie almost dies in the motorcycle accident and then fonzie breaks down and prays and cries in the end and that came about because teachers wrote to the producers as oh there's michael dudikoff on the screen right now people teachers wrote to the producers and said all the kids love Fonzie can you make him more emotional um just to show that you know it's it's not he did you know they don't have to be tough all the time and that's why they did that and that's fine you know to to take an episode and kind of base it around that I, I guess that's um that's uh that that's fine but but this even more so has the feeling of um okay we gotta sit down and we gotta tell the kids the smoking isn't good for them you know and and we also have to show them that um if you start smoking you may think it's cool you may think it's cool but your your mom won't be able to stop you your dad won't be able to stop you your siblings won't be able to stop you you're gonna have to get in some strange heroic greaser man from the early 60s in order to stop you from smoking and it's 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 weird that the um the the concept of the the fawn sort of being emotional and crying uh, seems like something for like eight nine ten year olds or something whereas this seems specifically pitched to like teens mid-teens and um, were mid-teens feeling like this with the Fonz circa 1979? I don't know. I, I would think someone like Robin Williams would have been uh, someone they would have been paying attention to at, at this point. I don't know. But it does seem very... Um, uh, 
I mean, it, like, like I said, the fact that they come in there and they smoke, and you you know, we'll never see the magnets again. We've never seen them before. We'll never see them again. And a lot of the writing in the episode to me feels kind of half-assed. There's this weird bit where um, when Richie goes into Joni's room to talk to her about smoking, and she has like a can that she's been using as an ashtray. Richie starts talking to her, and then he leans down. He picks up this 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 um can of root beer that she's been using as the ashtray and begins to drink out of it who, who does that I, I you know i've got i've got I, you know i used to go in my sister's room but if she had like a can of coke i wouldn't go up to the can of coke and start drinking it that's her can of coke i'll get my own can of coke why would he do that apart from the fact that it's for an unfunny joke and boy i will say that her the um when richie stands on the um her bed boy doesn't her wall go up quite some distance it's like the wallpaper stops but then the wall goes up for like another two or three feet beyond that does that seem right is that the way walls work no that isn't the way walls work um and uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the the proto um special episode aspect of it like i said um this is different strokes started um i mean and this is the time of of after school specials and things and those are specifically dramas that are bringing you messages but sitcoms are supposed to be fun but then norman lear sort of brought in all his sitcoms that have um that are they're not very special episodes or something like that they're just dealing with issues and this that and the other and um, what you're going to have is people getting sick of that and gradually we're segueing into the, well, what do we do next? Because um, the sit- sitcoms have evolved beyond the 60s kind of sitcom, like a Get Smart or Green Anchors, which is just there to make you laugh. But now they have to do something. So what can they do? Well, if they're not dealing with issues, how about they deal with stuff like smoking? You know, and we'll and we're gonna have drugs and alcohol, and you know, all this sort of thing will come up throughout the eighties. And and like Different Strokes began. This is the first season of Different Strokes is airing this time, and Different Strokes will have a lot of very special episodes throughout the eighties. But Facts of Life begins in September of nineteen seventy nine, which is the very special episode clearing house and and i never liked facts of life because every episode would start off like it's it it wants to make you laugh but it's 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 far too busy trying to teach you a lesson about life and like i said this is a proto very special episode because all the figures of authority are useless and they have to call in the fonz to save the day um you know, it'd be like if this were an episode of Superman, you know, and Mon, 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 Pa, Kent couldn't, couldn't help Lana Lang, you know, Lana Lang's um, parents couldn't help her with the problem she was having with drugs, so they had to call in Superman, you know, or something like that, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just collecting the straws like that, but it's, it's, it's literally, you know, like, your parents won't, like I said, your parents can't help you, your siblings can't help you, only some kind of semi-superhero can help you, and why is the Cunningham's TV sitting on a briefcase? I'm just asking. Yeah, so the, so the episode has this proto very special feel. I mean, you you can sort of see why Joni's doing it. I mean, she's still young. She's 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 trying to be cool, but um, it's it just it just it just feels weird. Just just because like remember in the first season there was an episode where Richie and Patsy did all sorts of stupid things to join a club, and that was presented as something wacky, um, even though some of that stuff was really stupid. And then there was an episode where they went to a um. Uh, what that that party and they both got drunk and Rich came home with a stripper, and that was treated in the way like fifties and sixties sitcoms and and used to deal with stuff as they would go home and they would I I think I think the difference between something like that like like I'm I'm wondering too if it's like 
is it because is it because one Joni started off so young before she was dealing with these sort of problems and we sort of got to know her as a secondary character and now she's kind of becoming a main character so she's able to she's encountering these things you know we knew her when she was 11 12 now she's 16 and she's a young woman and, she, and she's dealing with these issues um or is it because she's a woman I don't know. When I think of facts of life, I just think of young women being taught lessons. You know, and Richie was never really taught lessons like this. Uh, well, no, 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 I take that back. Richie was taught lessons, but the lessons, uh, they're more like, you know, like, I don't know if there was an episode where, where, where you know, like, uh, Wally and the Beef smoked a cigar or cigarettes or something like that. But when, when they were sat down at the end and told why they shouldn't do that... It was presented as this is something that happens to Wally and the Beef. Not like I said, I don't know if this is my three sons or Donna Reed, something like that. I'm sure episodes like this happen that had the same sort of thing. But the thing about a very special episode is that they are specifically, I mean, I would call them like downers. They are specifically about teaching you a lesson. This is for you. You know, whereas if Wally gets a talking to or the Beave gets a talking to or, or, or something, it's about them learning the lesson. Oh, the Beave learned his lesson. Whereas in this, when the Fonz comes out and says to Joni, smoking ain't cool, he's saying it to you. He's telling you that smoking ain't cool. And that's the way the very special episodes, which frankly, cr- I mean, uh, Joanna Wilson and I, when we chatted about sort of the death of the sitcom and the end of the 70s into the 80s, um, uh, this is one of the things we talked about that that they went from you know the um, the issues and things of the which were overdone I think were overdone then in the in the Norman Lear sitcoms and and are I don't think are particularly funny or entertaining today um, became the very special episodes which are even worse because at least in the um, I don't know there's 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 something I, I I think the thing with the very special episodes and this one doesn't quite do that but it it almost does it 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 does that thing where it makes you feel bad for watching it it makes you feel bad watching a character like Joni just do something dumb and then have to have the Fonz come and save her from wrecking her lungs, getting lung cancer, you know, stuff like that. You know, and seeing that Mr. C can't help, Mrs. C can't help. You know, Mr. C could always help Richie, but he can't help Joni out here because this issue is too big. And and like I said, is it because she's a girl? Is it because she's a young woman, a female? I don't know. I don't know, um, but Richie never had to deal with stuff like this. But again, then when the show when the show started, it was meant to be more American graffiti like. It was meant to be more fun, and now we're entering into the era where they don't know what to do with sitcoms anymore. And sitcoms are frankly becoming less funny than they have been in a long time. And um, it's I mean even I mean I was even surprised uh, a couple of years ago when I sat down and watched the first season of Three's Company, which aired in which was a six episode and aired I think in seventy eight. Um, first half of 78 or first half of 77 I was surprised at how many of those episodes are are very close to being like very special episodes you know it's one thing to have like Alice doing it where Alice is a grown woman trying to get on with her life and raise a son and you know but it's another thing like Happy Days is supposed to be fun this episode isn't fun in fact it's kind of stupid and as a proto well, I, I, I like that we're, the thing that shows this proto, like I said, is that your parents can't help, your siblings can't help. It has to be like a superhero helps you. Whereas when you get to the very special episodes, you know, uh, Mrs. Garrett will be helping the girls out. And, you know, Mr. Drummond will be helping uh, the boys out, you know, and stuff like that. And all these other 
awful sitcoms that came out in the 80s that I think, like I said, the, the problem with the, the sitcoms when you hit the 80s is that so many of them, so many of them just made you feel bad just sitting down and watching them. You know, so many of them were just not funny. And when they became dramatic in the end, you felt bad because you weren't laughing. And now you're specifically not meant to be laughing and it's meant to be deadly serious, but you weren't laughing in the first place because it wasn't funny. At least Happy Days still has some charm to it and, and you know, having the Fonz do that is is a nice touch, but th- this really is like, this this is kind of the beginning of the end for you know, sitcoms as they began at the end of the 40s and early 50s. And if you watch sitcoms from the end of the 40s, early 50s, they're very odd. And then you get I Love Lucy, and then you get that mix of the I Love Lucy type shows alongside the shows which were shot, you know, with laugh tracks. And then the 60s is a different kind of beast. And then the 70s starts off with all in the family and stuff. But then that get by the time you hit the mid 70s, people get sick of that. And now people aren't sick of Happy Days and like Laverne and Shirley yet because they're still at the top of the ratings. But Mork and Mindy is doing something interesting whereas the first seat whereas because the first season of mark and mindy when robin williams is doing his thing it's funny and three's company has moments when it's funny it's not as funny as i remember it being but it's still funny whereas as as happy days is i mean i guess it could be gary marshall does but happy days is becoming a very special show and we will get more and more of these episodes as the show goes along luckily the next one is not like that but this one is and there are a few laughs here and there, but it's just um, no ashtrays on the tables. It just it just feels like laziness to me. Like this is a this is a world where no one smokes, and then all of a sudden Joni's surrounded by people who smoke, and she starts smoking, and then by the end she's not smoking again, and it's all done, and it's all because she had a two minute chat with the Fonz. It's lazy. Um, and I've said that's one of the problems I've been having with this season. It's been a mix of episodes that I've really enjoyed alongside, ep- alongside episodes that I just find um, lazy. And I mean, if if I I was... I, I think the thing with an episode like this is I like Joni. And I know she's guy crazy. And I know she wants to, you know, she's hanging with Jenny Piccolo. She loves the hunks. She's doing her thing. Um, but this episode makes her seem kind of stupid. If she's going to be stupid then I don't want to spend the time with her. Um, Because Richie, when he started off, he was kind of stupid too. But then he became kind of smarter, but now he's kind of a jackass. Um, so I, like I said, I'm kind of like, I, I could, I could, I could say goodbye to Richie if, if need be at this point, but Joni, I was hoping she'd be better than this. I guess she has to go through her trials and tribulations, but, um, this, this just, this just seemed like an episode almost where you read the title, you read the plot synopsis, you can see in your mind exactly what's going to happen. You don't need to watch it. Skip to the next episode, which is which is Ralph versus Potsy. And Ralph versus Potsy, Ralph and Potsy still are sharing that apartment together in um, uh, Chachi's mom's building. And Chachi actually appears in this episode for a few scenes after not being in most of the season. Um, and he gets huge applause. I mean, it's what has he been in like three episodes this season, and maybe like a half a dozen episodes the previous. And he gets huge applause. I guess we can talk about that when we get to that. But the basic premise of Ralph versus Potsy is this: Richie has somehow become a he has taken over a an agony ant column, a um a dear Aunt Fanny column in the local newspaper shopper kind of thing for two weeks and he's of course giving out bad advice as always happens in this and um he he 
he can he his his sort of letter to Ralph and Potsy about how the two of them really can't live together involves them doing that classic sitcom thing where they put a line down the center of the apartment and Ralph gets one half and Potsy gets the other and hilarity ensues. Anthony works in the grocery store. to say first off that uh, one of the things that, that sitcoms do a lot of and also dramas will do a lot of is they'll have that establishing shot of a house or a police station or something like that and, and after a time you'll see them recycled in shows and and this one I don't know why like I said it it really feels like people are, are being lazy in this season but but the previous episode started with that shot that they've used for seasons of, of the guy in the, like, the small open top car and his friends pushing the car out as he backs it up and then pushing it forward um, this episode begins with the exact same shot which um, either the guy has a really crappy car or we're just getting really lazy on the establishing shots of Arnold's here is that the only shot you have of Arnold like I said I'm finding this season very lazy I'm, I'm feeling like they're they've been at the top for for a bit too long now um uh luckily this episode is pretty amusing uh, Ralph, uh, uh, Ralph, Malf, and Potsy has some fun stuff together when they're in the apartment. I think this was meant to be like a possible spin-off episode. I'm glad they didn't get spun off, but I, I did have a thought as I was watching this that we don't have a lot of this season left. I think um, we've got maybe um, like nine episodes left, ten episodes. We're, we're more than we're way more than halfway through this season, and then the next season is the last full season with Richie and Ralph, and then Ralph shows up, I think, for one more episode, um, and then is in in the final season. But but after the seventh season, he's gone, and it's funny. I as I was sitting there, but Potsy's there the whole time, even during like the last season when he's he he's barely there at all. It always struck me as weird that when Richie leaves and Ralph leaves, instead of sort of beefing up Potsy's character, they introduce the Roger character. But we'll talk more about that when that happens. But I was just looking at the thinking, isn't that weird? Like, Potsy's there the whole time, and yet he could almost not be here for how little they use him. Now, I know he'll he'll sort of be featured in the final episode of this season, but um, it's weird. It's it's kind of weird. But anyway, anyway, anyway. But we do know at this time, too, that Anson Williams was doing a lot of shows, a lot of singing, and I think he wanted to start to get into directing soon, as, as did Ron Howard, uh, obviously, also. But this episode, luckily, it's got the, the agony ant thing in it, the, um, the, the Aunt Fanny thing. And, I mean, that's a classic classic sitcom thing and they and they do it exactly the way it's normally done he gives out a lot of bad advice that people follow and eventually they find out that he it's him and, and he gets in, in trouble but it's not like there isn't a scene where like mr c sits him down and explains something to him it's just like stop doing that and uh which is fun all i can think of is what is it the first episode of season three of petticoat junction where um kate gets put in charge of, like, the Hooterville... What is it? The, the Hooterville newspaper that Mr. Drucker does? Darn it! I wrote the freaking book on it! It's in the book. It's in the book. Look it up. Um, uh, Hooterville Observer? She Where she does the, the, the column for that for several weeks. I think it's the first episode of season three. Um, I want to say, for some reason, the typewriter ends up in the deep freeze. I don't know why. 
and uh, the thing I like about this episode is that um, it's just dumb sitcom stuff. Ralph and Potsy do some funny things. They do some things that don't make any sense. Like the first time you see them, they're at Arnold's, and Potsy is completely dressed and ready for school, and Ralph is in slippers and a bathrobe with like a, a brush. Actually, it looks like a bathroom brush. No, no, I guess it's a washing, but it looks like a bathroom brush. Um, because, um, like, I think Potsy hid the faucet or he did something or other. And it's like, how 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 close do they live to Arnold's? And how, I mean, because they walk in there like, like Ralph's been chasing him. But that doesn't make, does that make any sense at all? How, how close do they mean? I, lo- I love it because it's stupid and it's lazy, but it's funny. You know, whereas, whereas like, if you're going to be, a bit too serious, like the previous episode. Now, the previous episode has lots of jokes in it and stuff, but it is about trying to stop Joni from smoking. This episode is just about two guys who can't get out of their room, and they cut the room out. There's a Petticoat Junction episode where they do that, too. No, the Petticoat Junction episode, forgive me, is, um... Isn't it, um... Um... I want to say that, um... Oh, it's, it's the one, isn't it, where they discover, and, and, and Jay Summers uses this for a Green Acres episode, where they discover that half the, half the hotel is in Hooterville and half of it is Pixley. So they put a line down the center of it so people can, you know, stand in Hooterville and then stand in Pixley, or one half of a couple can stand in Hooterville and, and, and one half can stand in uh, Pixley. Um, but it's always fun when they do that, split the room in half, and they're all trying to work out how to, do, you know, walk in on the, on the line and trying to figure out how to... I mean, how, how does... I mean, if Potsy doesn't have access to the back, bathroom i mean potsy it's 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 weird the way the way they break it in half because i'm sorry ralph doesn't have the bathroom. so ralph has half the sofa he has the door to get in and out the phone and the kitchen area potsy has the other half of the sofa the fridge the bathroom and the bedroom and a window that he can crawl in and out of what because we know they're on the first floor we know they're on the first floor or do we know yet that they're... Yeah, we do know they're on the first floor, right? Because didn't didn't um, didn't Arnold stand in the in the in the curtain last year at one point? Um, oh, we got to talk about Fat Phyllis too. Um, that's fun, right? I mean, that's that's good old fashioned. That's good old fashioned. Just um, you know, making fun of fun of a relative because they're fat. And I think I like Fat Phyllis too because it's implied that she's she's big as a effing elephant but but we never see her and i don't think we're ever going to see her we just hear she's fat and she wears fat dresses and there is a funny bit at the end where you see all this stuff the ties and vests and curtains and and all this stuff made on a tablecloth made out of that dress that that's amusing um uh but, but but it is funny you know even i i laugh at that but even even part of me is like that's not very nice you know, you you spend the last episode. You you spent the last episode, um, looking, staring right, pointing right at us, and going, "Don't smoke. It's not good for you." But in this one, you make fun of someone for their weight, and quite heavily too. Um, calm, 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 calm it down. Calm it down a bit. Um, and um, and again, this is another another in a series of episodes where Richie's just kind of. Um, doesn't do much and just kind of a jackball thinking he can be Aunt Fanny and he's just rotten at it. The episode is saved by the Ralph and Potsy stuff, I think, which is which is pretty amusing. And like I said, Chachi shows up and Chachi hasn't been in the show. Give me a minute. Chachi has not been in an episode since the first one he's in is the Fonz allergic to girls. So this is what the 
seventeenth episode of the season, and the second one he's appeared in, and he gets huge, huge, huge applause. What? I don't get it. Um, but anyway, it's, it's fun to see them. I'm glad they didn't get their own show because as I was watching them and generally being amused by by Ralph and Potsy, they were. I was enjoying watching them being stupid together. I mean, they're stupid together. How did they survive in that place? They're just they're they're stupid. You know, it's it's um you know sometimes Laverne and Shirley will get a bit dumb, but they're never stupid. Whereas Ralph and Potsy just legitimately seem stupid. And that's kind of the fun of it. They're just too... Potsy is super stupid and Ralph is a bit stupid. And they're living in this apartment and whatever. And it's amusing. And, and there was a point about near the end of the episode when they're standing on either side of the white line where I thought, I'm glad they didn't get their own sitcom because if they had got their... Well, first off, if they had got their own sitcom and this was like the main set, would Chachi have gone over? I mean, they've already... They tried to they they brought Chachi on, but then threw Scott Bayo into two sitcoms that failed since they brought him on. Um, Blansky's Beauties and Who's Watching the Kids. If they did a Ralph and Potsy sitcom, would Chachi have gone on to that one? Because I, I would like to say Chachi would have probably gone on to that one, and then um, we would have probably met Chachi's mom earlier. But there would have had to have been other. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Richie and, and the Fonz and them would have crossed over, but they would have had to come up with a whole new bunch of characters. I mean, that's the thing at the end of the day is you can, with an episode like this, is you can do um, uh, and it is interesting to see how quick, how much Scott Bayo has grown. If if you go to the start of season five, he's, he's, he's shooting up. He's shooting up. Um, and I would say he's as tall as Joni now, right? He was like a shrimp compared to her when she f- he first appeared um but it i mean the, the thing the thing that makes this episode fun is because all the characters in it are characters that we like in the show i mean maybe we don't like chachi yet hopefully hopefully we'll grow to like chachi um i would say we do regardless of what we think of scott bayo i would say that we do like chachi um the chach um, anyway, um, what was I saying? Um, trouble, dear trouble to some. Hey, our names in the paper. Pot, just read it, Potts. Um, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, everything is like over on Potsy's side of it. There's a desk. and a, Yeah, literally Ralph has the kitchen area, half a sofa, the door, and the phone. But his pay phone. Hmm. So anyway, I'm sorry. The, the, one of the joys of the episode is that is that when we see Ralph and Potsy, like everyone they meet up with, are are just people who um are people who we know and like the Fonz and and I guess you'd say Chachi and 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 Richie and stuff and and that's what it is. And if if this had been if this had been like a sitcom episode, a their own sitcom, we might have had Chachi. We might have had Chachi's mom who we hadn't met yet. So this would be a new character, and would have to be all the supporting characters would have to be sort of new characters and would be less amusing to us, basically. I mean, the thing that kind of keeps Joni Chachi more or less going is that, like, the four main characters, Joni, Chachi, Louisa, and, and, and Al, we know them, and we know them quite well. The secondary characters, um, um, Uncle, Uncle Rico, you know, and the members of the band, uh, you know, Uncle Rico, that's Art Matrano, so you already feel like you know him, and the members of the band kind of gradually do their sort of uh, thing, but but I I like the fact that they didn't get their own show. 
I think they're perfect in here getting their own episode, as it should be, because it's no longer Richie's show. It's it's a um, it's an ensemble show, so they get some funny stuff here, and um, it's and and none of it is uh, you know it's all it's all classic stupid stuff that you know that we've seen before, you know, and uh, and I'm sure like like just in the same way that I'm sure there were sitcoms in the '50s and the '60s where characters smoked, but we didn't get it presented to us in the '70s '80s very special style. We had episodes like this where characters split the stuff in half, or I take this half of the room, I take that, or you can't come in here, da 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 da, and it was always it was always very silly, and this is very silly, and I think it's a very fun episode and it's it's such a weird season just because the season and i mean here's the thing at the end of the day too i i, I can't say that the episode is um it's not it's not top of the line sitcom you know it's not like you, you don't watch it and go oh man this is the best sitcoms have to offer it's 25 minutes of amusement and and characters who have been doing this now for um well when did when did I'm doing this now for what five, six, seven, eight, nine. Doing this now for what four, five, six, seven, eight. Doing this now for five years, and um, most of them have been doing this now for five years. And as far as they know, are still going to go for a few more years, you know. So they're they're all very comfortable. They all know their thing. They all kind of got their place, and they're they're not really stretching or doing anything too amazing. They're just keeping people laughing and keeping people watching, which is all they have to do. And every once in a while, they can throw in a very special episode because um, people will still watch, and they're not going to, they're not going to, it's like, I, I you know, I, I it's, it's not going to be like like the Ralph versus Potsy episode, like the ratings drop precipitously because we didn't like being preached to by the Fonz and everyone in the previous episode. No, you know, it was just like smoke, you know, smoking ain't cool ended. And we are like, hey, whatever, it'll show up on syndication, you know, around noon, Monday through Friday in a year and and whatever we are we are in um we are definitely there yeah things are syndicated now oh definitely yeah i mean this is episode what episode is this ralph versus potsy this is episode like um 130 i know it says it says 130 if you go on wikipedia but we've got three hour long episodes so about this is about episode 130 so we're definitely shows are um doing their doing their thing and uh it's happy days again and uh this will you know it's it's interesting to, like when a show is on syndication as it's still on the air you can you can almost think to yourself well you know if i don't catch happy days tonight um it'll be in syndication the episode will show up in syndication in a year or so um and i i remember very clearly you know like mash was the big one mash when mash ended and Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen aired, which I have not seen since it originally aired. And the more I read about it, the more I hear that it's not that great. Um, it peaks in like the first half hour. Um, but the thing with MASH was that I watched MASH in syndication. When I mean, I was 10 when the show aired. I watched it in syndication like three, four, five times a week. And so when it came time to actually sit down and watch a prime time, which I didn't watch, I had no idea what was going on in the show. Whereas Happy Days, I did both. I watched it in prime time and I would also catch it in syndication. And so um, it's it's an interesting season so far, like I said. When, when I get to the end of the of the season, I'll go through and I'll, I'll pick out the ones I thought were duds and the ones I thought were, were fun. Um, neither of these episodes I would call great episodes of Happy Days. Um, 
the apples with the hot dogs in them are, are fun. The the the, the Phyllis's the or is that her name? The, the 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 stuff from the dress is is fun. Although I will be the first to admit that it did take me a moment to, to catch on to the the gag because you just see Mrs. C and you see the curtains are all made from the pattern of the dress. She's wearing a dress. I think she's wearing a dress or something that's in the pattern of the dress, and she's washing some dishes and the um the the crowd is laughing and laughing. And and I was like, what are they laughing at? Oh, I got it. Okay, yeah. And it's it's amusingly done. But I would like to get to the end of this episode. I mean, how many do we have left? Let me just look here. So what do we got? Uh, we got Stolen Melodies, Married Strangers, Marion, Fairy Godmother, Fonzie's Funeral Part 1, Fonzie's Funeral Part 2, and I believe Fonzie's Funeral Part 2 aired the night the cliffhangers premiered. Then we've got the fifth anniversary show with Mark returning, the duel... Chachi's Incredible Wax and Potsy Quit School. Okay, that's nine episodes. So we got four more episodes. We'll do whatever episode the fifth anniversary show is in. We'll do another three, three for, pardon me, um, but we got five more episodes for this season. Nine more episodes. And um, I'm interested too, because this, this is like the first real season. I mean, like five had, had a couple episodes that I thought were kind of dud-like in it. But this one really, to me, is a, is a mix of episodes that I am really enjoying. And also, like I said last time, these are episodes that would be fun to watch in syndication that are maybe on when you're on, like, you know, your, your um, Christmas vacation, it's Thanksgiving, it's summer vacation, and you're just you're just sitting there just hanging out on, a, on an afternoon, and it's noon or 1 p.m., and you put on the UHF station, and they play Happy Days or whatever. That, that I think that would be fun, but pr- prime time, airing in prime time, they feel a little lazy to me. Um, so uh, what do we got for the next um, episode? We got, let's see, Stolen Melodies, which is January 30th, 79. And then Married Strangers, February 6th, 1979. So we're getting into February there. Oh, and that's right. That's Super Train begins in February 1979, too. Did you know Donald Westlake co-wrote the original Super Train TV movie pilot? I thought that was crazy. Anyway, um, that, thanks for listening, everyone, to this episode. Um, and like I said, we are more than halfway through the season. I think the season is, what, 26 episodes, counting the first one is, hour-long one is one. So we're, um, we're 20, 17 episodes in. Awesome. Um, thanks again, everyone, for listening. I'm sorry, smoking ain't cool. I just, I didn't like very special episodes when I was a kid. Um, I, I didn't like, if I tuned into a sitcom, I wanted to laugh. And that happened so little in the... I mean, you know, here's 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 one of the things. Um, one of the reasons why I love Night Court. And it, it was like, I, I've said this before. Um, during the second half of the 80s, between 7 and 9, on Thursdays, I had Boy Scouts. So I would always miss Cosby Show. I would always, always miss Family Ties. And I would get home near the end of Cheers. But I'd always watch Night Court. And to me, Night Court was great because so... And I always thought it was because it was on at 9.30. And, you know, I was I was, I was, a, I was a kid. I was, what, 12. And then when, when it, you know, I stopped uh, four years I was 16, 12 to 16. And I thought, this is more adult time. You know, like whenever I watched Cheers, Cheers felt more like an adult sitcom to me and Night Court was like an adult sitcom for slightly naughtier adults but I just love the Night Court 
even if it had something that looked serious, it was always about the laughs, and it was always funny, and it was always going for the laughs, it was always going for the jokes, because those were the sitcom, kind of sitcoms I liked. And so the, the very special sitcoms drove me up the wall. And that's why if you go to the 80s and you see sitcoms that are about the laughs, like a night chord, or even like a, it's not really a sitcom, but like a sledgehammer, they seem weird. Because most shows didn't do that. Most shows bogged themselves down in the very special thing. So, I mean, that's that's why the sitcom had to die, you know, at the end of the season and get reborn in shows like Simpsons and Seinfeld, you know. And even Simpsons began. Its first season had episodes that, that bordered close to, but Matt Groening wouldn't allow them to go to very special realms. Um so yeah, I'm gonna stop talking now. But it's it's kind of it's kind of fascinating to be just just since I had that chat with Joanna about the Christmas special and and the way sitcoms kind of implode through the end of the '70s and throughout the '80s, um, you could sort of see it happening here. A show that started off kind of sharp and funny and different from the other shows, and then gradually is becoming like every other show when it's still trying to sort of be in a different era and be unlike shows, but now it's kind of pushing the very special thing which will ruin sitcoms in the 80s even though I don't I don't remember happy days being ruined by it I mean because as we as like like I've said before as as we go along now Richie is going to have less and less to do and Joni will have more and more to do even getting her own spin-off and so um I don't know if it's because Joni's a woman but Joni there will be things will be stuff that like I said stuff that Richie would encounter that were treated as gags and fun. Joni for Joni will be more serious, and so we'll see. We'll see how. That, I mean, could, could, could just just think about the very first episode. What's the very first episode about? It's about Richie trying to you know go all the way with some gal you, he hears you can go all the way with. Could you imagine, you know, if seeing an episode like that and some young guy coming over to the Cunningham's house and trying to go all the way with Joni? Would you want to see that? I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't. I also think that near the end of the episode when they're doing the gags with all the curtains and everything and the Fonz pulls up into the Cunningham's um, driveway, I don't think that's Henry Winkler, but I could be wrong. So anyway, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm going to get through season six. It's been taking me a while, but I'm going to get through season six quickly because I'm sort of, I can see the end of the season now, and I'm interested. I mean, the, the Fonzie's funeral episode, I know, is, a, is super fun, and it's also written by the guy who wrote these two, so we'll see how that happens, but um, um, I'm going to let you all go. Be good to yourselves. Don't smoke. Smoking ain't cool. And if you're going to divide your house or your apartment into halves, um, you got you got to take some things into account. Everyone has to be able to use the bathroom. And everyone has to be able, I think, to use the kitchen. So so that's that's you got to work with that. I know it's not as funny, but you got to work with it. So be good to yourself and listen to this. <laughs>